our weekly perceptions. Now then, welcome to another podcast. How are you doing? This is Simon here on the Social Media Podcast, uh, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Now and again, I like to have a chat with people rather than driving around in my car as I usually do doing my podcast. I sit down and have a proper conversation with somebody. And today it's Jacob Brown. How are you doing, Jacob? Doing great. Happy to be on. Thank you for uh, for joining us. Uh, so, introduce yourself. Let us know who you are and what it is that you do. Sure thing. So, my name's Jacob Brown. Um, I'm t- my main job. I would say is buying online businesses. And I've been doing that heavy on the acquisition side for about two years now. And I've been uh, my sort of my expertise that I bring into that game is from the marketing side. And I've been on the marketing side for about five years now. So that's that's me in a nutshell. And also I have a, a podcast myself, but uh, we'll, we'll I'll save it till the end before I just start plugging myself. But, <laughs> no, yeah. We will cover we'll cover that in a bit. The, the marketing side of things, how, how did you get into marketing was it something you studied at university or or what (laughs) so that's a funny uh way to put it um so i did study it but i was a biology major um i started a uh, textbook biz uh, buyback business out of my dorm room so that's that's how i first got into marketing and all just business development and everything like that so i would say my brand of marketing isn't like SEO or Facebook ads or data driven. It's more guerrilla marketing and sort of biz dev hacking. So I actually just started getting into marketing uh, by starting a business. And that grew into um, I, I would didn't have the money to rent out a real space. So I would just set up in local stores. And then those local stores were wondering why all the clients were coming in for me instead of them. (laughs) So that led into some profit sharing agreements um, where I ran their marketing um, to get people in. And that, uh, yeah, so that's how I sort of got into the more doing marketing for other people a little bit. And then, um, after I'd done that for, I would say, about a year and a half, I decided I was tired of being sort of, you know, beholden to the business owner to yeah. sort of respect my work. So I decided to try to be the the owner myself and get more into the acquisition game. So that's that's closer to what I do now. But yeah, I, I started out by doing it more of a profit sharing. I My first couple of businesses I worked on was a um, a health food store, and then there was a doctor's office, which I started her direct primary care, and uh, that was a fun one. That's sort of still – she didn't believe in me, so I got a really great profit-sharing model with her. And, uh, yeah, that sort of kicked off, you know, just my marketing expertise and along with my own hundreds of business side projects that I'm always attacking. Uh, yeah, so that's And at that's least the doctor's surgery goes hand in hand with the biology a little bit at least, so – Sort of, yeah, I guess so. It was always in college, um, people would see my other students, I'd be like selling them and buying back textbooks from them. And they'd ask if I was a business major. And always, I didn't say this out loud, but always my thought process is, I read all of your textbooks. None of what I'm doing is what they're teaching. And so I personally have a bit of disrespect for the 
marketing and business people in college currently. I, I think you have to get out into the real world. But yeah, that's... <laughs> definitely. I, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, actually. So we we're talking because I'm, I'm only 41, which is, is young in the grand scheme of things. But mm-hmm. when you consider somebody my age went to university 20 years ago, everything they learned at university is out of date. And, and if you're not happy to continue to keep learning, you're going to be out of date very, very quickly because everything they've learned is kind of based around the old ethos of print and that kind of stuff. And obviously the world has changed dramatically since then. Oh, yes. And I mean, you could you could have a marketing strategy. And if you're in business, you know this. Something that worked a year ago has like a 2% chance of working as good or close to as good, especially with, uh, you know, in regards to advertising on online sources like Facebook or anything like that. It just shifts so quickly. So, Massively, yep. yeah. So that's my background in marketing, I think, in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, so um, I, you've acquired six businesses so far. So, so yeah. what does that actually mean? What, do, what, do, what happens when you go into and acquire a business? Okay. So it, um, it's a little bit different on every one. Um, the first couple, so I started this about, it's, probably, it's going on two and a half years ago, and I went in um, with an investment group. So, you know, I was coming in pretty much a a complete newbie into this, so I didn't know all of the things. So my first, I would say, four businesses that I acquired, I bought in with a group, and I just added a little bit of my marketing expertise to that group of investors, Yeah, and uh, we, we grew it, and two of them, we flipped pretty quick, and so that's how I first got into it, which was a little bit different um, from my sort of my latest one, um, in which I uh, did, this was after you know a year or so after I worked with them, and um, I went out and uh, did outreach to businesses, in which uh, I worked with uh, like I was the outreach partner to these businesses, and I had a capital partner, and that's how we bought the latest one, which is a little bit different. Now I'm the I'm the manager of that. So, okay. so do they take you in as a CEO or do they, you come in and say, right, we'll buy the business, but I want to make sure I'm the marketing director or do, does it just change from acquisition to acquisition? Yeah, it really does because there's there's a couple of in you know of the six I think so five so the first couple of ones were so small and tiny I sometimes and they're so passive after they had about six months of work in them they were you know so passive that it that's those just send in checks right now because they're just little websites but um, yeah with the latest business I came in as the managing partner. That's sort of the arrangement. Yeah. Um, and I got incentivized. I, I came in as the, what would we consider the brokers, you know, the person that brought the deal in and the managing partner because I'd actually used I, um, the business that we bought. It's called Book Scouter. And I actually used it as my back end uh, for when I was running my college textbook buyback business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I knew about it pretty heavily, and that's pretty much that's a thing that's needed with a managing partner is to be well acquainted. So that's the arrangements, and that's usually with bigger deals. Um, that's how a lot of them work. They, they have a capital partner and then a management partner or, or a whole bunch of each. So that kind of brings me on to then. Do, do you have any types of business you like to acquire? Because obviously you've got this background in the books. You've just acquired mm-hmm. um, the, the books style acquisition as well. Is, is education something you like to look at or is 
is it just whatever comes in front of you that floats your boat um so my so i'm big into the head hunting of businesses and outreaching that's sort of the value prop i bring to the table so i interact with a lot of different ones and the biggest things that i look for i, I i'm attacking all different industries is something i can really um, bring to the table and on the marketing front. So it's it's more if they have a they've got the other areas of the business where I'm no good. Like let's say with the books together business, the tech side was squared away. Um, that's taken care of, but they really hadn't touched the marketing. So it wasn't just the fact that. I knew about the business was sort of more of just a coincidence and probably helped close the deal. But I look at businesses that just have a deficiency where I'm strong and they have a strength where I'm deficient. Yeah. That's the biggest things. So it's a, a dream acquisition for you at the moment that you're looking out there and thinking, yeah, like that's who I really want to aim to go for. Or is it? Yeah. Um, a dream acquisition. Not so much. Right now, um, my big focus is I sort of just... Um, chase every shiny object that goes in front of me, and you know, and, and it, and in the sort of the headhunting world, you get rewarded for that. But um, right now, my focus is like Instagram accounts. They're the most profitable for the amount you put in. The long-term goals that I have, I see acquisition is sort of a a foothold into the, I, I think the education college industry is ripe for just massive disruption. And I see of getting more and more footholds into that so I can actually make a, a real change in that and, and disrupt some stuff. Cool. So that's, so that's my long term, uh, which is, I don't really structure too many of my data behaviors around that since it's almost too big of a goal just yet so yeah so it might not be practical but it, it's there in the distance right now yes and it, honestly though that's when i think about my long-term goal that's what um sort of gets me sometimes that distracts me a bit from my day-to-day -day because i just i go off on very unprofitable tangents that really get my passions going and then i'm like okay we, we need to get the practical stuff taken away so we can take real swings at this but um so yeah so I, I bottle that up for later that's <laughs> um, so let's try and get a little bit of value out of this for, for somebody else rather sure. than just finding out a bit more about you how would you suggest say there was somebody out there right now they're going i've got a few pounds a few dollars in my pocket and I, I'd, I'd i'd like to look at this aspect of of business do you mm -hmm. have to have thousands or can you go in to something like this with hundreds how do you how would you suggest somebody kind of started out in this style of thing i'll give you the cliff notes version but <laughs> in my podcast i i dive there's there's a million ways so i'll first start off there's a million ways you can lose in this game um so that's a preface this is not like it's the mil there's a, a, a you know a hundred thousand ways to win and a million ways to lose so i always warn people before jumping right in um the minimum amounts of capital sort of dictate how much well, your sort of behavior if you have let's say and these are the typical like avatars that come in the people they're like hey i got five thousand bucks how do i invest that into websites and i'm like don't invest into websites with five thousand bucks <laughs> you're not you're gonna buy either a scam at that size which 
is there's just so many more at the smaller end. Yeah. And you're just going to get something that's going to take up all your time and really chug out very minimal profits, like real minimal. I mean, for $5,000, you're looking at $2,000 a year profit from that website purchase. I mean, that's, that's sort of the, the standard going rate, which is really not worth a part-time job, in my opinion. So yeah. if you're in that camp of very little, um, there's, the, there's the option of being what I did with my larger deal is being the person that hunts down the business. And then you get to you get to leverage your time more than your um, money, and you can if you bring that deal to a like a capital partner, they'll be more than happy to pay you out like the the standard broker's fee, and you can leverage that into more capital. So that's usually if you're like this is a this is the advice I give to like college students, people with a lot more time than money. Um, the next group is um, I would say like let's say I've got between thirty thousand and fifty thousand tucked away somewhere, which is a substantial little, you know, that, That's a fair bit to have underneath the, the bed, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, at that point, people are like, okay, I'm ready to get into a business, but that these type of people, to be able to tuck that away, they usually have to have a they usually have to stay at their job that's making this money anyways. Um, so they can't become like a full-time manager of a business that's at maximum for $50,000. You're going to get a business that cash flows, an online business, not like a, a brick and mortar. You're not even getting close to these numbers. But for an online business for $50,000, you're going to get like $20,000 a year in profit on a good day. Yeah. Um, so that's really not something worth leaving a job for. So in that case, Camp, I would suggest you go in with a group of investors um, so you could get that $50,000 to be a part of a $200,000 acquisition. And that's a much more stable business. That's a business you can hire a manager, you know, maybe a part-time, and, and so it can be very much passive. Yeah. Um, and that's, so with that investment range, I'm like, you guys, they have to go, like an investment group is the real safe way to do that and then you can you don't have to be a business buying pro too because there's so many ways you can lose that money um, by buying a bad fifty thousand dollar deal yeah there's there's just so that's yeah the better, better to lump in and rely on the experts rather than uh, just throw your money away almost yeah and i mean you're gonna get so you're gonna get a much less return on that money and that's sort of some things I have to sort of reconcile with people. Be like, yeah, if it's going to be passive, you're going to get maximum around a 10% return, um, which is nice in the market. But it's, it's a lot of people are looking at 30 or 40% returns with websites. And that's if you're active in it. So that's, that's sort of like tier two. Um, tier three, if you have, let's say, over $100,000. Um, I would find uh, at that level, you can buy a substantial website and get uh, another partner, you know, that's sort of an expert in the space to be a manager and give up, um, up a portion of the equity to them. And that's a real good way um, to sort of invest in these things. So those, that's the sort of the tiers I run into. If you want to, yeah. if, if you know your audience and want to dive into more 
um, things that are one of those more specifically, I'm, I'm happy to because each of them have a, a hundred caveats to I was going to say, I can imagine there's a yeah. lot, lot of stuff to go through with each of those. So moving on a little bit, so does, mm-hmm. does social media ever come into play with this aspect of business? And do you do reach outs through social media? Do you search businesses and find out a little bit more about them through that? Or is it maybe a way for people who want to find investors or investor group, maybe reaching out on social? Does it come into play at all? Or is it more very much pen and paper, emails, all that kind of thing? So, to and and you mean by this reaching out to buy a business? Yeah, is buying that... a business or even mm-hmm. somebody on the outskirts maybe looking to try and buy into investors and say, look, I've got a bit of money finding investment groups or what have you. Just just generally, mm-hmm. do, does social media come into play at all with any of the stages? Um, for So there's there's the, the, the investment groups and then buying the business. Those are kind of different. The email honestly works. If you find the CEO or owner's name slash at whatever their website is that's the best way to reach out to buy a business Hmm. um by far it's in my email that i use it's like three lines it's it's hey my name is i'm interested in buying your business this is who i am and this is what i see i could do with your business and so it's it's basically three lines and that's i mean most people business owners that's intriguing enough they'll get on a call with you i have about a 40% 40% email to they'll set up a call rate with that, which is in the B2B sales world is ridiculous. That's so, really good. Yeah, that's better than a mail out. That's for sure. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> but it takes work to find. So the, so the tools of like evaluating a business, I want to just throw this out. There's a good one called similar web. You can get a, like a trial pro account that'll give you a lot of analytics on the back end of the business. Mm-hmm. And that if you're buying a website or something like that, you always want to look into there before you get too deep into the conversations. Um, so that's that's sort of just a practical tip when reaching out to these businesses. Um, to find investment groups, um, actually conferences are way, they'll, they'll return way more legitimate investment partners than social media, in my opinion, would. Um like there's there's a there's a handful of um, the Ryan Morans. He's got a couple of different ones conferences. There's the Rhodium that's Rhodium conference that's specific around buying online businesses. So you're going to find a lot of like-minded pe- people, and that's if you're looking for investment partners or investment groups. Those are um, way better than because I've never found any of mine. I'll just be personally besides just finding some. YouTube videos and stuff like that of investment partners. Hmm. So, um, yeah, social media has its, when, when it comes to that, I, I, I'd rather talk to someone face-to-face, get to know them a bit more in depth before you go into a partnership with them. Yeah, especially because, when, when one is involved and it's it could be somebody's life savings, you, you want to get it right, don't you, so... Yeah, exactly. And you know, if you're trying any of this, always you know just dip your toe in the water at first because you're gonna just assume that first investment you're gonna lose because there's just too many ways. And so, um, you know, if it's a couple thousand dollars you lose to learn the majority of the system, and if the group's good and stuff like that, um, that's what I consider money well spent. That's what I did. Yeah. So only um, only invest what you can afford to lose, basically. 
Well, at the very first. I would say the first two investments, just assume you're going to lose out of them. At number three and four in this game, you're going to, there's a good chance um, that this is going to turn out just just fine for you. Because what I do in particularly is I buy currently profitable businesses. So it's not that I have to create this new income stream. I just have to manage it. Yeah. Um, so that's the only ones. I, yeah. So if you're buying businesses that are not profitable, the risk goes way up. Um, so that's that's something to consider. Okay. So moving on a little bit, you've mentioned it a couple mm-hmm. of times. You've got a podcast. Um, you've spoken mm-hmm. to some pretty cool people, including mm-hmm. a few names people might recognize, like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the direction of the podcast? What, what's the podcast all about? Is it purely about investing or is is it just more of an educational tool for people yeah so it's when when i'm at uh uh, conferences and those things and people are asking me about um, everything related to buying businesses and stuff like that i'm just hoping eventually that i can just point them to my podcast and this will bring them up to speed so it's um got a big educational part to it and then the secondary part of my podcast is i just I get to network with amazing people that know way more than me about their specialities um and that's that's those are my two personal goals for them uh, for that podcast so a bit of education bit of just personal networking on my part <laughs> good plan good plan and mm-hmm. um, so what does the future have in store for Jacob Brown do you want to start a, a conglomerate and your own investment group or um, what, just yeah, what does it have in store for you? Well, right now I'm uh, Instagram accounts. They're ridiculously priced for, and there's amazing ways to test them. And so that's what I'm putting all my eggs into that basket right now. Um, the long-term goals is just to use um, when you buy a business you get the added effect of it leverages you into all of the other businesses that it's currently working with so just to get into more businesses that have um, all those feelers out and just get deeper and deeper into these industries um, that's that's the continual goal I personally really like marketing and everything like that so I I see myself continuing being the CEO management partner of the brand. I'm not too gung-ho on raising a giant fund and just, you know, churning through businesses. Um, that's really, that just doesn't appeal to me as much. It's profitable, but it's just not as interesting. You don't fancy mm. the angel investing side of things then? Or? Oh, geez, not angel. That's just, you're talking to people that are just delusional. Um, <laughs> so that's that's where I see that. Um or they're not delusional, and I can't see it. So we're, we, you know, there, there's no win for me in that scenario. Yeah. But I, I love building on something somebody else has already built. Um, that's just it, it's got so many upsides, and just working in these businesses, getting more connected, and you know, making bigger and bigger swings at these things. So that's, that's cool. yeah, yeah. That's the future, um, as well as obviously uh, shaking up the entire education system in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> want to kill it and be the one that they write on its tombstone. So that's that's a that's a big goal for me too. So, but that's longer term, and we shouldn't get into my 
sort of anarchy against in, against the system speeches. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, then, so where can people find you? You mentioned the podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Where is it? Where else can they see you? Yes. So the podcast is called Acquired Empires, uh, the business buying podcast. Um, it's all on the platforms, everything like that. Uh, acquiredempires.com. Um, and that's the, the best way if you, they want to send me, you know, if they have some specific questions or they want me, me just to break down their scenario and see if, you know, what I would recommend them doing, just send over an email at jacob at acquiredempires.com and that'll get right to me. Fabulous. And I'll put all the details in the section below so people can just click on that and uh, it'll be easy for them. Jacob, right. thank you so much for chatting to me. It's been really interesting. It's, I've, I've hmm. certainly learned some stuff. Hopefully some people have uh, got some value out of this as well. And who knows, there could be the next big investor out there or the best next big investment who maybe gets in touch with you rather than the other way around. Sounds great. That's why I do these things. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Jacob. Take care. All right. Have a good one. This podcast has been a Perception Studios UK production.